I didn't want to be stuck in a job that I had no control over my time. I knew that I know what I want, and that is why I'm building it, so that I can have freedom to spend time with my loved ones, with my daughters, with people that I care about, and be making that bigger impact. So that is my driving force. So knowing your why is ultimately what motivates me. For our very first speaker of In Full Effect, we have Millie Long, and she is quite the person. Millie Long is an award-winning business mentor, best-selling author, and international speaker. She is passionate in helping driven and big-hearted individuals to start and build a passion-driven, profitable, and impactful online business. In 2011, with no prior entrepreneurial background, no network, no specific know-how. Little money and little time, Millie started her first business from home. The beginning was tough, but she pressed on. Within 26 months, she was able to turn things around and build her business to seven figures USD and became financially free. Millie is the winner of the Best Personal Brand Award by Marketing Institute of Singapore. She's the creator and her host of her YouTube channel and the Shine to Impact podcast. Her book, Mind and Money Makeover, is an international best-selling book on Amazon. Today, Millie is often invited to speak on international stages with audiences from just a few hundred people to thousands, tens of thousands, twenties of thousands of people in big stadiums, sharing her journey and lessons with the aim of inspiring, educating, and challenging her audience to start living their dreams. What I like most about her is Millie is passionate about giving back. She has donated and built three schools for underprivileged children and has provided financial resources for over 60 women entrepreneurs in developing countries. Millie was appointed as the Global Goodwill Ambassador of TGA in the year 2019 for humanitarian work. When she's not speaking on stages, you will find her reading her favorite books, traveling the world, and spending time with her two lovely daughters. I'm usually behind the camera, right? So, um, all right. Millie, thank you so much for coming on the first episode of In Full Effect. I'm super excited for this one. It's been actually a long time in the making to get my podcast going, but also to get you on. Uh, we've been chatting for a while, um, and I'm, I'm so thankful that you're here, uh, and I'm super excited. So welcome. Thank you so much, Milan. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for your invitation. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, um, I've been uh, following you for a while now, and um, I had to go back into the, my photo archives or like uh, my travel archives to see where I actually first met you. And it was actually at one of the uh, self development events. And the first one I saw you was back in Bangkok in 2018 uh, as one of the actresses of the show, actually. Um, so it wasn't the first speaker, but, and we, never actually met face to face. So you definitely didn't know who I was. Um, but then later on, the first proper introduction we did was in Kuala Lumpur in 2019, March 2019, um, where we all came together with the team and um, where, you was, where you were one of the, the big speakers on stage. So that was the first time um, I got to know you better. So yeah, since then I was like, I'm very, a big fan of you. Um, Oh, Reason you. being is actually like um, you're, first of all, a female um, motivational speaker, what is not as common, but you also uh, encourage other female speakers to do so and to, to, yeah, to make other women grow within themselves and, and uh, stand out in a male dominant world, <laughs> maybe for these things. That's one of the reasons I brought you on the podcast is because your story as well from where you came, like how you started your whole journey is quite the story, right? And it's all the hard work and you as a, a woman in this male dominant world, the, the industry you were in, and mainly also your personality. You're so giving, you're so joyful. It's always a treat to, to talk to you and to listen to you. So that's why I'm also very happy that you have your podcast and your YouTube going because we have you all on demand almost. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the kind introduction. It's so funny that uh, looking back, we met a couple of years ago on all these different events, personal de development events. And yeah, now we are speaking 
face to face. Yeah, well, in this these times, face to face has to be through the computer. Unfortunately, where are you from initially, and how like how did you get started in your journey a little bit to narrow it down? What's right now your main focus before we get into all the other questions, right? Yeah, sure. I love to. So it's a long story to explain where I'm from. If a lot of times when people talk to me or interview me, they say, oh, you have an interesting accent. And it's because I've actually lived in many countries. I was born in Hong Kong. I grew up in Canada, Vancouver, Canada. And then I worked in Hong Kong. After that, I also worked in the USA and then moved to Singapore. And now I'm in Taiwan. So if you can still count, uh, Taiwan is actually the fifth play city that I'm living in right now. So I've lived a whole many different places around the world, which is which is awesome in some ways because I'm quite, my friends around the world, I'm quite sensitive. Um, in terms of who I am, like professional, professionally, people often say I'm a award-winning business mentor, business coach, or an international speaker, or a, a best-selling author. I also do a lot of um, charity initiatives. Um, and I'm a mom. On the other hand, on the more of the inside, like really get to know me, I would say I'm a loving mom. I am a very passionate reader. I love reading books. Also, I love traveling. Uh, that's why I wish that travel can be resumed very soon. And also, I just love to learn. I'm a very um, eager learner. I'm always learning something, polishing uh, my skills to, to get better at what I do. Like, it's so-called reaching my full potential, which we'll talk about later on, I'm sure. So all in all, right now, what I'm focusing on the most is what I truly believe is my calling. Um, what I'm focusing on is helping um, individuals to start and build a business that is driven by the passion so that they can make an impact and also make profit while building this passion-driven business. So. I am so in love with what I'm doing now and it's just been a joy on this whole journey. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on that's right now. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very inspiring. And then, yeah, that's exactly one of the reasons I wanted to get you on because it's such a beautiful uh, goal or like a yeah, passion of yours to work on. So it's, it's super exciting. Is this always something you aim to be like growing up even, or like how, when did you know you wanted to do this? Right. Yeah, so that's a fantastic question. In fact, I, if you ask me now, I would have never thought that this is the path I'm going down. So I guess that is the thing about life, right? Sometimes in order to find out what exactly it is that you like, some people are lucky at an early age, they may already discover that they love to draw, they love to take photos and all this thing, but not so much for the case for me. And for a lot of people, maybe they haven't found their passion or so-called their calling or purpose at a younger age. So I, I do believe that is a discovery journey that you have to try new things, really listen to your heart and dig deeper into what is it that makes you happy, brings you joy. Like time just go by really quickly when you do certain things, that is your passion. And when you follow your passion, that leads you to your purpose as said by Oprah Winfrey, right? So for me, it was definitely a discovery journey. When I was growing up, I grew up with a pretty um, traditional middle-class family in Hong Kong. So like a lot of Asian family, um, you know, we go to school, get good grades, get a good job, work hard in your job and save money and invest in, you know, mutual funds and all that. And then hopefully, when you work 30, 40 years, right, by the age of 60, 65 even, people retire and then that would be the retire life. So to be honest with you, I never really thought about being an entrepreneur and being a business owner ever when I was growing up. So it was not something that I was exposed to because my neighbors, my family, my relatives, I didn't have the exposure. And all my friends around me also were, you know, pretty follow the steps, you know, graduated, go to work for corporate, go for work in different jobs. So I was never really exposed to that. In fact, after I graduated, I did work more than 10 years in the corporate world. And what I found out was I was following so-called the formula of success almost to the T. In other words, I was getting really good grades in school. In fact, straight A student, I ranked first in my province for mathematics. I got six scholarships going into university. Wow. And I nailed it, even at university, I was in engineering, did my bachelor and master, all straight eight. 
and came out in the corporate world, you know, was working really hard. And quickly, um, at a young age, I was already advanced to a very senior position in a you know, multinational corporation, making a five-figure US dollars income per month. So on the outside, it looked great, mm. right? Most people would say, oh, you're successful. Most people would say that. However, what I found was looking inside, I was miserable. I was not happy. I was feeling empty. I didn't feel that I had the fire. I had the passion in my job. I was just doing the job because I needed to. I needed to pay rent. I needed to, you know, live. I needed to feel like it's the right thing to do because so-called society wants you to have a job. So it was sort of how I lived that more than 10 years. And every Sunday night, I would feel like so depressed because knowing that next morning I have to wake up and go to work. So... I think that would be anybody who is living a job, working a job that they don't like, they probably felt the same thing. So I definitely don't think that I was alone, but yet most people would just continue to live that way for the next 30 years. For me, the wake up call was during 2008 to 2010, there was a global financial crisis. It started in the U.S. with the real estate market. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was actually living in the U.S. So it was a really, really scary time. In fact, I remember the stock market just tanked, the real estate market tanked. And in fact, I was working in the corporate world back then. Just over the weekend, when I go back to my clients, almost the whole department of the clients, um, em employees were laid off. So it was a very drastic and scary time. And during that time, I was just focusing on my work. And without knowing, when I finally look back at my financial statement, I found that I've lost more than 60% of my stock portfolios and the new house that I just bought a few months prior to that crisis was under, underwater. The, the house is worth less than the loan that I own to the bank. Wow. So I was re it was really a wake-up call because I was exactly following the so-called formula of, formula of success. And yet, I don't know what happened. I was just in this big hole. At the same time, feeling so depressed, literally feel like I've wasted years of saving my money. Hmm. So it was a huge wake up call. So I think it planted a seed in me that I wanted to look for something, maybe a different path that could maybe perhaps lead to a different solution, a different way out. Because when I look around, when I actually have that awareness, I look around, I find that, hey, although most people around me was living that same way, going to your job that may be they don't like. However, there are a small percentage of people that seem to have a lot more freedom doing things they, that they really love. And that's when I started to really look around at what are the options. So until 2011, when I finally started my first business, it was a really a wake up call. So, Something happened that I was exposed to a um, cash flow one-on-one game. Don't know if you heard about that, but it's a, it's a board game that was uh, invented by Robert Kiyosaki. It yes, talks about sorry. how you can build your passive income. And when your passive income is finally bigger than your expenses, then you become financially independent. You can have a choice of whether you want to work or not work. If, and if you love your job, continue to do it, right? So I was very, very enlightened. That was like a literally... A life-changing moment for me. It was August 21st, 2011. So more than 10 years ago. Wow. And it was that day that I was like, okay, I'm going to figure it out because obviously someone is making it work and going to figure it out. So that was the changing moment. And from then on, I started my business within a few days. Didn't know anything. I'm going to talk about that a little more, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, that business uh, worked out and turned seven figure within 26 months. And I became financially independent. That's crazy. So, yeah. So that's the sort of long story of how I realized I wanted a different path. And then I'm sure because where you are right now and what you're focused on right now during the entrepreneurial phase, you, you realize that there's so much more and, and not just for yourself, right? Is that why you became a, a speaker as well? Yes. So it is a very interesting journey. Everyone that I talk to, in the, if they ask me about my entrepreneur journey, I always say 
it's a self-discovery journey because you get to know so much about yourself. You get to know your strength. You get to know whether you have the consistency, whether you have the strength to, to, to um, step up again after you fall down because over the entrepreneur journey, it's not smooth sailing. No. It's always up and down. You're going to go through things. You're going to have to continuously to push through a lot of self-limiting beliefs and self-doubts and constantly get out of your comfort zone and constantly learn new things because the world is changing so fast. It's competitive. It's not like you're in, you know, you, you don't, you don't guarantee a paycheck at the end of the month. Basically you have to keep reinventing and being the best that you can possibly be so that you can bring more value because as Six Ziglar said, right? Um, if people like you, they will, they, will talk, they will listen to you. But if people trust you, they will do business with you. Mm. And the way to build that trust is to continue to bring more value to people. And that is why being an entrepreneur, I believe is so important to continue to learn, continue to grow yourself so that you can be a bigger person and always share that value, whatever that you're learning, whatever that you're doing, you think that you can contribute that's when you bring your value to the people. And if once you connect with who you really are and what is important to you and continue to do that, you attract your tribe. You, you attract the right people to you because you're giving out your vibe, your value, and your um, stories and your, your basically your core values. People who believe in you and believe in the same thing as you, they want to listen to you. They will follow you. So that's how the whole thing turns out. Of course, I know none of this when I started, but all of this is through learning from, you know, mentors, learning from people around me who are successful and taking baby steps. And gradually, you know, in the last 10, 11, almost 12 years now, right? Uh, 2011, so 11 years. Yeah, just slowly, gradually grew um, to where I am today. That's awesome. Very inspirational. To get into the next question, and it's actually kind of the, now we know your story a little bit and what you're focused on. I want to ask you the big question. And from there on, we, we can build back up because the question is, of course, what is your full potential? You can answer this in, in many ways because it could be right now. Like, what is your full potential right now? But I want to also talk about that journey. And, and you already mentioned it a little bit because in the end, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So uh, it's a tricky question or it's a difficult question and very subjective because full potential is so different to so many people. Um, so I want to see your take on it and then we can work back on it. What uh, the influences were throughout your, your life and your journey. Sure. I think if I have to answer that question, full potential is obviously different for everyone. Right. However, I think that you don't really know your full potential until you keep pushing through it. And, and to truly know what is your end full potential, you really have to look at your life at the end of your life and look back at, hey, I did this, I did that, I, I pushed through. Because I believe that I cannot tell you what my full potential is right now because I'm always growing, I'm always pushing my self-limiting beliefs. I'm also getting out, always getting out of my comfort zone every day. Like, it's not like I'm making a drastic from zero to 100. I'm making just tiny step every single day. That's all I'm focusing on. But yet, if you do that little bit of pushing every single day, a little bit of growing and a little bit of learning and a little bit of getting out of your comfort zone every single day, a year later, you look back, hey, I grew. I pushed my so-called full potential further. And if you keep pushing that three years, five years, and 10 years on a row, you've gone a really long way. And over decades of your life, you would have done amazing things that you had never thought about when you were 20 years old. Never even imagined. I mean, to be honest with you, right? Looking back where, what I have, you know, humbly achieved the last few years, I would have ever imagined the type of things I would have been able to have the opportunity to do when I was 20 years old, there's no way that is even possible, right? So I think full potential is something that is a journey. And to get to your full potential, you have to believe in yourself. You have to keep learning. 
keep getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I do believe though, the sky is the limit because I think everything is really just up here. If you look at stories, if you go on Google, you see that people, even people under very difficult circumstances has achieved unbelievable things in their lives, right? You look at Oprah Winfrey, one of my idols. She grew up really poor. All the circumstances were difficult for her and yet she pushed through everything. So it's definitely not your circumstances or your environment. It's definitely where your head is. Mm. So that is why nurturing your, your mind, um, keep growing your mind can lead to amazing full potential. The sky is literally the limit. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it's, on, it's only inside your head um, as, yeah. as I see it as well. Like you don't know what your full potential is, like you mentioned, but what would be your ultimate goal for you? And this can be in, in you can have, of course, multiple goals on so many levels. So what is that for you right now? Okay, so it's kind of funny. Um, if you ask me, right, what I feel like my current full potential is when I'm in the zone. I would say that. That means I'm at my peak state emotionally, physically, when I'm like focusing on my work in that zone of genius. That, that's how I, when I feel that I'm in my current potential. However, if you ask me what is my ultimate goal, I would say actually my ultimate goal is very simple. I, all I really want is at the end of my life, I can look back and say, hey, Millie, you did your best. You have lived a life that is filled with joy, meaning, love, and impact. That's what I want. And it's as simple as that. So I'm not looking at huge, you know, million, multi-million dollar, you know, multiple houses, flashy car. I'm not looking at any of those. I really am looking from all really of what I want is looking back and say, at the end of my life, someone can say, hey, Truly, merely because of you, my life has become better. Because of your, you know, existence on this earth, you have made a difference. And that's all I really wanted. And same thing for, you know, my children, people that I love, my friends. They can say, hey, because I got to know you because you existed in my life, my life has become better. I think that would be my ultimate goal. And that is what I'm taking steps every single day because it's not about zero to 100, like I said. It's little impact, little touch points, little messages that you give out every single day that truly make that impact to someone's life. Because you don't know when, maybe someone one day come up and watch this video and it resonated with them. So in some ways, you and me has made an impact. You know, so you don't know, you just keep planting that seeds. You just uh, sharing your message. You're just doing your best every single day. And that's all I think anyone can ever ask for. That's awesome. Yeah. That answers the question a little, the next question a little bit is what do you do daily to achieve that? Because of course you mentioned it as well. You can't from, go from zero to a hundred immediately, right? Like things. Right. And, and you, you said it before you like your whole story is doing that little bit extra every day um, yeah. for the last, like, let's say 11 years, but actually also, your whole story before that, because yeah. without that, that wouldn't have laid the foundation to the next thing. So what do you do actively right now to, to get to your ultimate goal, to your full potential that you in the future want? That's a great question. And I would answer that in two parts. I would say what I'm doing internally and what I'm doing externally. So to answer that part, the first part of the question is internally, because I do believe as you know, Tony Robbins said, 80% is your psychology, 20% is your skills. So I believe, like I mentioned earlier, your, your mindset is so important. And for anyone who truly wanna make any kind of big impact in the world, they need to really watch out what's going on in the head because your biggest enemy is not out there. Your biggest enemy is actually in your own head. So it's a constant work. I can tell you even the most successful people I've spoken to, they still have fears. They still have points of life that, you know, they feel emotional, things happen, not always smooth sailing, obstacles and setbacks. It's the fact of life. So the difference is that though, 
for someone who really make an impact, making a difference in this world and so-called being successful, they need to be at a place that they could control their emotions. They have this in this state that they're able to handle situations. So I think it's a constant work because motivation really does not last, just like your showers. Are you shower every day? So motivation and nurturing your mind, polishing your mind is a daily work. I, I certainly feel the difference, right? I, I'm, I love reading and I'm very much into personal development. It's something that I constantly do. Um, I've been reading on average one book per week for the last 10 years since I started my entrepreneur journey. So I read more than 600 books, all kinds of books, you know, communication, marketing, branding, building business, personal finance, investment, uh, speaking, giving kind of books. I read a lot of them, leadership. I think it's a constant growth of your mind because the only way to really make that bigger impact is to grow as a person. So a lot of work is actually internal. Um, not just my books, but I know that maybe some of the audience is not like a reader. So audio like podcasts or watching YouTube videos are just equally as good or talk to someone who's really successful so you can pick the brains a little bit and learn from them. That's a shortcut. So there are many ways to learn and keep polishing your internal. And once you do that, the next step is to share your knowledge. Because what's good is that if everything that you learn is just in your head, you need to execute and to make that bigger impact is to share. And I, I know that for someone who's just starting out, they may feel, hey, I don't really know that much, but it doesn't really matter because if you're sharing your own experience, your own story, then who is it to tell you that you're not that's not right. It's your own experience. So everything is valuable. You just have to start sharing it and giving it. And for me, right, on the external side, I am doing that every week. Um, I'm releasing at least one new episode on my YouTube channel, which is quite new. I started my uh, YouTube channel just a few months ago. And uh, what I try to do is every week I'm giving out an episode at least. That is, I hope, educational inspiring and entertaining too. So in each of the episodes, I have some funny skits, some entertaining elements, you know, some unexpected things in there as well. And hopefully very educational in terms of helping people to build a business and a life that they truly love. So also my podcast, I have my emails that go out to my subscribers. And I also do speaking, um, interviews like this. And I have workshops and seminars and coaching. So all of these different vehicles, I hope can help and touch people in some ways and, and help people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And we already touched a little bit on this. Um, and it's actually quite interesting to see the next question is like, like are you schooled or self-taught? But we, we've been over that a little bit. And, and, and to recap that, let's say it's like you started out the traditional way of getting schooled and stuff like that. And then now your entrepreneurial uh, journey is all, I would say, self-taught, right? But what I want to ask is what during that journey, what has shaped you the most or actually who has shaped you the most or what tools might have been that to where you are right now? Great question. So I think the early part of my life in school, it was school, it was taught. But once I became an entrepreneur, it was a lot of self-taught. In fact, I would say some of the biggest lessons um, two ways. One is from learning from people who are at a high level, successful, mentors, teachers, maybe in person, or maybe it's through audio or you know videos or seminars. It doesn't matter. I'm just learning from more successful people. That's one way. But what I found is that actually my biggest teachers were the failures, were the obstacles. At the moment, you feel like the end of the world, of course. But after I gone through that, looking back, it was probably some of the best blessing. Let me give you an example. When I first started my business in 2011, I was not at the most ideal situation for starting a business. In fact, when I started, like I said earlier, I lost a bunch of money from the global financial crisis. So I actually didn't have that much money. I was a new mom. My daughter was just a year old. So I was not having too much time as any new moms or dad would tell you. And I had 
no prior entrepreneurial experience. I have no branding, marketing, or sales experience, and I have no network. I was new to Singapore. In fact, I was just there, moved there two weeks after two weeks, and then I started my business. So at the time I started my business, I only know two people in Singapore. So no money, no time, no prior experience, no branding, marketing, and sales skill, and no network. And at the time, that was more than 10 years ago, I had like 50 friends on Facebook. So it really wasn't anything. It was a no all, all around. The beginning was really tough, I have to say, because I was doing a lot of trial and error. In fact, I remember I had this business that I wanted to build. And because no one know me, I have literally no phone number in my phone. I was standing on the street giving out flyers. I was standing on the street to do surveys. I was knocking on people's door. I was cold calling people. I was posting, I guess looking back, it's actually spamming in different <laughs> forums. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. So I thought that was the right way, but looking back, it's absolutely the wrong way. Um, did all that. And when I finally was able to get one person to sit in front of me to listen to my pitch about my product and my, my business, they would say no. In fact, the first 60 people, six zero, 60 people said no to me. So imagine no, 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 no. And every time I get a no, I don't have any more phone number in my phone. So I literally have to go back to the street, standing wow. on the street, doing more flyers. So it's really tough. It was a lot of grinding. And I remember so many nights I go home, I would cry. Mm -hmm. I would cry and wondering, who are you? Like, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think? Why do you think you can even, you, you'd be silly. Like, no one know you, no one trusts you, no one care about you. You have nothing. How are you ever going to make it? So I had so much self-doubts and self-limiting beliefs and just wasn't seeing a way out. But thankfully, somehow, I think my, my parents taught me well. Somehow I have this strength inside of me that if I sleep through the night, the next morning I wake up, I'm like, okay, it's a new day. Let's do it all over again. So it was, it was, it was tough. I mm. keep grinding, grinding. Eventually, as I grind, as I learn, I figure out a way. So that business eventually did take off, like I said. And it's been the most amazing experience. And a lot of it, though, looking back, it was such a blessing because through that difficult time, I got to know my strength. I got to know who I am. I got to know what I care about, what I, what I can grow into. And also, eventually, I became an international speaker, being invited to speak in more than 10 countries around the world from, you know, with audiences with a few hundred to even up to 24,000 people, like 5,000, 10,000, 24,000 people in a stadium. And always, when I share my stories, and lessons, the audience always resonated the most when I share with them the tough time that I've gone through and yet it came back through. So I wouldn't change anything looking back, although it was tough, but now looking back, my mess was exactly my message. So very grateful. And that, that, that is essentially what taught me the most mm -hmm. during that tough time. So what was your main motivation? Like, going through all these struggles because a lot of people like you say 60 people said no the first time but like a lot of people like like are heartbroken after the first the second and the third like what was your motivation to keep going like i i know i've been through some of that as well and 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 it's so tough yeah you totally get it yeah for most people it would be extremely tough especially think about my background i was in the corporate world mm good income, senior position, that was really extra tough. And I've got to say, the reason why I was able to get through was because I know I was crystal clear why I started my business. Because I knew that I didn't want that path. The 30 years, 40 years working a job that I didn't like. I already tried that more than 10 years. I was crystal clear. I wanted a different path out. Mm. And so I, I knew I was expecting that it's not going to be always smooth sailing. And yet I know why I started. My, the why is very important. So one, one of the things that I always ask my you know, coaching clients do, students do, 
is figure out the why. Knowing why they start something is so important because without that why, you have so many excuses. Every night, instead of going out to, you know, meet client, go networking, do all this work, you could have sat in front of the TV and eat a bag of chips and watch TV. And the only way to get through that, to drive forward and to get back up after any obstacle is the drive. And that drive has to come from you, knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Are there people that are important to you? I knew that when I started my business, I, I wanted to build this business because I, I see that eventually I can get freedom. I didn't want to be stuck in a job that I had no control over my time. I knew that I know what I want and that is why I'm building it so that I can have freedom to spend time with my loved ones, with my daughters, with people that I care about and be making that bigger impact. So that is my driving force. So knowing your why is ultimately what motivates me. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, and, and it's very difficult as well to find that why. Like some people are just like, oh, I, I know I want this car. That's why I do this. And, and it's totally fine for some people, right? Um, it's just when, when certain things come up in your life, you, you need to make a decision. Like, is this what I want? It's a, for a lot of people, it's very difficult. So maybe like another question could be, how can someone find out what they really want? So one of the exercises that you can do is to have a day or sometime that is completely no distraction. Go into a room, go to a park, whatever, get your notebook, get your pen and paper. If you want to have some music, just have no distraction. And keep asking yourself the question, what is it that I want in my life? Keep writing it down your answers. And what you find out is at the beginning, maybe you write down, oh, I want to buy this car. Maybe I want to buy this bag, a pair of shoes, da, da, da. Keep going, keep writing it down. Keep going down, the more the better. Keep writing after 50, keep writing down to 100. You find that eventually you get rid of all those service, people, things that are on the service and you get to the deep stuff. Eventually you get to that point. And when you keep writing to a point that, hey, you start to feel it in your heart, you feel it, or maybe even cry, that is where you find your real why. Awesome. I've written yeah. that in my book, actually, um, my book, My Money Makeover. And in fact, some readers, after they read my book, they wrote back to me. I was so touched that she said exactly on that page. I mentioned that exercise. She did that exercise. She started crying and she was so amazed. And she wrote back to me after she read my book. So, yeah. So it, it's amazing. an exercise very inside. Some people may not get it the first time and that is okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's a process. Some people get it faster and some people might just have today. Hey, today I didn't quite get that far and that's okay. Just come back at a time. You want to be in more relaxed and not, not like punishing yourself, but you know, just really be open up your mind because and your heart, because it's not a, it's not a logical exercise. It's more like you're trying to listen to what is inside, inside of yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this question actually taps or this exercise that you just mentioned is like taps into like, also a little bit like what's your full potential maybe going to be or like like you open up your mind to a, a, a bigger thought or like because you know what you like you only know as much as you do so you don't know what your full potential is and this exercise might help you with that and reason I ask is like how do people figure this out is because that's why I started also this podcast um, I always struggled with setting goals, but not just goals, but the right goals or like my why, right? And that's why I wanted to talk to people like you, you know, established people, more successful people who've been there and who've been through the struggles and you learn from their journey and you learn from their experience. And that's why I want to be interviewing all these people. Another tip though is also other than that exercise, you can look into your passion and your passion, according to Oprah, your passion can lead to your purpose. And a lot of times your purpose, it's like your calling. It would go back to, likely will go back to the same place. So do dig into that a little bit more. 
and give yourself some grace. It might not be something that just, you know, happen. And over the time, right, it could be at the beginning, you just write down something that is not so deep, but your why actually would evolve as you grow. For example, for me, in my case, definitely it has evolved. At the very beginning, when I started my business in 2011, all I really wanted, my why, was having time with my daughter. That was the only thing I wrote down on a piece of paper. But then over time, I actually grew bigger. It grew to, okay, I want freedom. I wanted to live a fulfilling and impactful and meaningful life. I wanted to share my knowledge and actually touch people's lives. I wanted to build schools, which now I have actually donated and built three schools for underprivileged children. So it's just something that would continue to evolve because like I said earlier, your full potential is growing. So your why will also expand as you grow. So right now, if you don't have, you don't feel like it's the full answer, that's completely okay. It will continue to grow and evolve. Yeah, 100%. And I can only imagine um, a lot of people struggling with this because they also compare themselves with other people, right? Not just like looking up to people, but you compare yourself with people and and I, and knowing myself, like you get very frustrated, like, huh, I'm this age and that person is only this age, but they've done so much more. So I want to first ask you, did you compare yourself with someone? Um, and this could be in a positive way, like compare, like, okay, it's a motivation to, to, to grow faster or bigger or whatever. Um, but it's also, or in a negative way, it's like, did it bring you down maybe? Um, like comparing yourself with this and maybe how did you overcome this? That is such a great question. It's something that I, someone else also asked me a few months ago. And now that I have some time to thought about it because someone else asked me this question a few months ago, I have to say over the years I've changed. Like in the past, comparing, I definitely, in the past, I've definitely compared. I would compare, you know, someone else's career, someone else's financial status, where they have a bigger car, better car, you know, more money, you know, better dresses or bags, and whether they look better, you know, all this kind of stuff. In the past, I did definitely did, because, you know, I'm a normal human being. Um, and that would bring me down a little bit. But in the last few years, especially the last two years, I would say, in the last two years, I've done extra, a lot of inner work that got to know myself a lot more and really dig down to what is important to me. Because what I realized is that, hey, maybe that person do have a bigger house, do have more bags and shoes than I do, but that's not my value. That's not what I care about. So why would I compare? Mm. So at the same time, I feel like, so it's a surprising answer now to a lot of people. I actually don't really compare that much, especially in the sense that I don't have any resentfulness. I don't feel bitter around other people, but rather I love to support other entrepreneurs. Like if they are, I see people doing great on Facebook, I would congratulate them. I mean, a lot of um, women entrepreneur groups, I see amazing people around the world, women around the world are like, having breakthroughs and making huge money, making huge impact, I congratulate them. I'm really happy about that. You know, I, I, I learn, I see, okay, that's what they're doing. That's great. But I don't definitely don't have that, you know, bitterness or, you know, resentfulness and all that. The only thing that I compare though, is myself. Hmm. I do compare myself, whether I'm better along yesterday or a month ago or a year ago. That's the only thing that I truly compare. And that's the only thing I can truly control, to be honest with you. So I just make sure that I'm growing a little bit, making that impact that I want to, you know, doing that little step every single day, then I feel all good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Like the only control you have is you compare yourself with yourself, but like, did you move forward or not? And then um, you learn from that as well. That's great. Wrapping everything a little bit up, uh, what's up for you right now? Like, what are your, like, uh, near plans? Do you have any big projects coming up? Um, I know we're very restricted right now and we want to be traveling the world and doing a lot. So I, I imagine as a, an event speaker, um, that's very restricting. But what are the, the, the coming up plans for you? 
So right now I'm focusing on sharing my message. So I do that through, of course, through working on my YouTube channel, my podcast, just different ways, um, workshops, courses, and coaching and all that. But of course, the goal is to just to impact more life, help more people, share my stories. Um, different goals though, like short-term goals, I would say I would be really happy. I started my YouTube channel four months ago and I would really hope that to get to 1,000 subscribers very soon. I, I, mean, I like see it right here and it's at 939 right now. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully soon that would be like a short-term goal. I hope to get to 1,000 subscribers. And then mid-term goal, you might be surprised and I don't know if any audience would help me out on that. I actually would love to become a tech tech speaker one day. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if there is any connections, but anyways, <laughs> but that would be fantastic. Um, in the long-term goal though, I mean, all of these align is the same message that I really want to help more individuals get their freedom, do what they love, turn their passion into something that is impactful and can help them to make a living so they can truly do what they're passionate about. So help people to build a business and a life that truly love. That's what the long-term goal is. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm so in this zone when I'm talking about it. Like I really love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I can tell like, like watching your videos, listening to you all day. Um, like you speak with passion and, and not just because of the subject, because you want to help the people and, and you feel that in you. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for that as well to meet you. Um, so, and I'm probably talking to the right person of this. What, what are like uh, tools and, and, and uh, things people can use for uh, self-improvement? Um, like, are there any books or tools they can use to get that little extra of potential every day for them? Absolutely. So I think I mentioned a couple of times, I'm a very passionate reader. So books is like the thing for me. A lot of my learning is uh, through books. It's just that I, I love that. I feel, I feel so much joy when I'm reading. So I recommend books. So I actually, if I could say that, is I recently released a episode on my YouTube channel. It's just about my top 10 yep. life-changing books. And that's an episode that I, I really feel because I read so many books and these 10 books really have made a huge impact in my life. So I hope that your audience find that helpful as well. Yeah, I'll definitely link that um, below. Thank you. And in terms of philosophy, right? You, you mentioned philosophy tools and a lot of it, I think, is the mindset. So I have this one philosophy, but I also go back to a quote as well. It's the same thing that I believe that you see that. Actually, I mention that all the time. In fact, it's right here. This is a philosophy as well as a quote is dream big, start small and act now. Because I believe everyone has amazing potential. The sky is the limit. But you have to dream big. You have to know that the first step of achieving your dreams is actually dream it. Because if you're not brave enough to even dream it, it will never happen in your life. Anything significant that is happening in your life is because you have ever dreamt about it. And that is why you planted that seed and then you went for it. So dream big is the first step. Start small is because a lot of people think that success, success is zero to 100, but it's not. Mm. It's that tiny, tiny little steps every single day that you take, being consistent, being persistent, and growing and doing, executing. So it's starting small. Oftentimes, people think that they have to do this huge thing, then they will procrastinate, they get scared because they're thinking they need to start really big, but no, start small. Just take that tiny step every single day. Take a baby step today and take another baby step tomorrow. That's how you achieve success. And then of course, at now, because now is what we ever only have. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not here. So today is the day. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. I've, I've, my personal struggles was always like procrastinating and, and thinking too big at once. Same with exactly this. That's why... Uh, with the podcast right now, like it was always like, oh, I need to do this, this, and this. Nothing is perfect. Um, and then it's it's too big of a, a thing. So you never really do it. And now I just, my first step I did was actually like, okay, I'm just going to message people and I'm going to yeah. make a commitment. And yeah. and I think that's one of the, the, the 
yeah, the, the steps you can take to actually get there, like um, get accountable for something. So that's why yeah. I asked you, like, I'm not ready for this yet, but I'm just going to ask Millie. Okay. Millie, you want to be part of this? And I was like, yes. I was like, oh, dang. Uh, okay. Now <laughs> I need to do this. You know, I was like, nope. so, yeah. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, it helps. And it's taking action after all and, and step by step and you get there. I'm making sure you publish this too. Yeah, that's the next one, right? But I, I have to. I'm not going to disappoint you in this one. But it's great. I mean, the way you're doing it is great. I remember literally the audience, that is exactly what he messaged me. He said, um, you know, I want to start. So I said, yes, no backing out. So it is what it is. <laughs> a good point that you just mentioned about being perfect. I think the perfectionist syndrome is something that sometimes stops people from reaching their full potential. Mm. Maybe you have that. I also have that. I'm like super picky, but in some ways it's good too, because then we do the best we can. We do the best quality of work that we possibly can, but it also can hold us back. So being done is better than perfect, but not done. Mm. Totally agree. Totally. Yeah. Taking that baby steps to reach your full potential. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Millie, for being on the first episode of In Full Effect. Um, We mentioned it already. You have a YouTube channel. You have a podcast. Where can we follow you on the daily, maybe? Okay, so daily, probably more on Facebook. Hmm. So I'll give you the link as well. I'm on Instagram a little bit, LinkedIn. Also, I have a website. But if you're confused, um, my website is the best place. It has everything. Just millilan.com. And of course, on my website, there's a free gift, too. So for anyone who's interested to learn more about how they can turn their passion into an impactful and profitable business, can go grab my free gift on my um, website, just millilearn.com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T, to grab this gift. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's been very inspirational. And now I know, uh, it reminded me again why I started doing this. Um, and, I'm, and I'm very glad I got you, as, especially as a first guest as well. Keep going. Be chain for you, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Awesome, thank you so much, and um, I'm sure we'll talk you. more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Bye.